0: This episode of Potts vs. Peets was originally recorded on 420 Snooch, and it was posted on April 25th of 2018. This is your official spoiler warning. If you don't want to know about the Stan Lee cameo, then stop listening now. Enjoy And I'm Alex Pottebob. And we're here today for a very special episode of Potts vs. Pete's! The Marvelous Morons! That's right, folks. It's Potts vs. Pete's, and today we're talking about the granddaddy, or at least the main figurehead of Marvel, Incorporated. It is the amazing spider-man woo! one might say spectacular spectacular spider-man what what other adjectives he's got uh i think that's it
1: <laughs> oh sorry oh
0: that's it's not bad i mean i uh, know the, so there was one there, than... there was ultimate so he was ultimate uh, he was the ultimate but spa- i don't know if that counts though because everybody got an ultimate yeah, the Avengers were called the Ultimates. That's true. I mean, yeah, that's just yeah. how much of the that's horrible Ultimate they were. <laughs> that doesn't make them special. That makes them nothing. <laughs> no, this Spider Man is nothing. All right, folks, this is actually is a very special episode because this is the first one we're recording after we actually released uh, the show out to the world. So we've yeah, gotten is... a little bit of feedback. We've gotten things, you know, that we've had on our own opinions and. And all that stuff. So, we're going to try to make the best possible show for you all that are listening. All, you know, three of us. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, that's, that's what... That, is, that hey, is totally... If you're listening to
1: this, you can always help out that viewership or that listenership. So, just keep listening.
0: Just please. Keep listening. Keep listening. Please. Keep listening. Uh, I, I hope... I just, I just hope that we're entertaining enough for everybody else. Uh, and, uh... And... I don't know that we spark interesting conversations and we can have, uh, have that kind of, uh, interest in, uh, and, and, uh, discussions. So, yeah, that's, that's just all I wish for. All right. I'm not so. a pony. Uh yes, you want a pony. That's true. I want a million dollars. I want. You I, want, want, a Afin- dollars. I, want I want my million
1: dollars. I want my Affinity War musical. That's what I want. So is that is that what the synopsis is? Actually, going to be yeah. I uh I uh so my insider is giving me what the synopsis of the movie is. Um, it's a, we're about a week away from it kind of being like early release. So yeah. Uh, would you like to hear it?
0: Yeah, I need I need this in okay. my bloodstream.
1: Yes, uh, so Peter Parker is a young musician, a drummer most specifically, uh, who started out in college, you know, and is trying to get better, you know, he was good in his high school, but, you know, and as part of, like, a lower, one of, like, the lower tier bands, and then meets Thanos, this higher level percussion teacher, um, who teaches a higher level for college, and gets involved with him. Um, however, what he doesn't learn is that Thanos is an incredibly abusive Uh, teacher, and, you know, through a lot of pain and tribulation and some betrayal, um, they eventually kind of spark a weird partnership together. You know,
0: for a movie called Avengers Infinity War, there's only, like, two main characters that kind of have this back-and-forth cat. Well, it's
1: it's a more intimate story. Um, They want to, like, scale it down to make it more relatable, so, uh, you know, at one point, uh, Thanos, like, throws an Infinity Gauntlet at Peter and just to ask him if he was rushing or if he was dragging
0: oh my gosh that's yeah. just absolutely horrifying i can't wait yeah this is gonna be as far as i can tell the best avengers movie yeah for sure since whiplash yeah so quit bleeding
1: on my infinity gauntlet also not my tempo will be overquoted a million times again again and-
0: <laughs> <laughs> not my tempo <laughs> not,
1: not my <laughs> fun fact, Thanos is actually played by J.K. Simmons, who also plays J. Jonah Jameson, so in reality, it's all just <laughs> it's
0: J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> oh no okay, well this week it is your turn to do the synopsis Mr. Bottom-up <clears throat> yes,
1: um, so, a little bit, yeah, so as people have uh, heard now we've already said that other people started listening to this, and I did have some critical feedback, um, shout out to my dad and little brother Luke, uh, that my synopsis Ooh. were not good. Now, Aww. I know, and I, you know, they weren't the best. Um, so I will try and fix that for Infinity
0: War, um, however, for this one, it's gonna be- Hold the on, hold on, hold on. This is not all about you, Potapom. Oh, no. It's all about me. How do, they, how do they feel about my synopsis? Oh, they didn't say anything about you. What's, what's even the point? Yeah, I don't care. They don't
1: care about I your don't opinions. Alright, keep going. <laughs> anyway, so, for that one, I will try and fix it in the terms of, you know, creative criticism. I accept that. However, this one it will be labeled an Alex's Sucky Synopsis, and you can kiss that acronym, Dad and Luke. <laughs> so... Here, here's my synopsis for spider-man it's not um, <laughs> so uh this is takes place a few months after civil war peter parker is still spider-man and he's kind of bummed that nothing is happening to him uh, on a level of like you know he's not getting to fight the avengers again he's not getting to try and punch cap anymore so he keeps um hitting up tony stark's uh phone like an ex like a creepy ex um <laughs> So, and then, you know, he's trying to, like, be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man while also trying to juggle high school, that he's not really doing well. Um, Seems like he's doing fine grades-wise, but, like, not on a social level and anything like that. Um, And then he figures out this big deal's happening from a man named Adrian Toomes, a former construction manager that essentially found a bunch of alien parts during the initial, the big New York event that happened in Avengers, and is selling them black market. Uh, so, while trying to stop that and trying to also, like, you know, do a decathlon, because Peter Parker is a nerd, uh, and then um, t- between all of those different things that, you know, he learns what it really means to be Spider-Man.
0: Oh, and Tony Stark's in this a lot, so. Alright, so we're on our way to the good! Okay, so I got, like, four things written down for both of them. I'll, I'll see if I go through every point. But basically... I got super lazy. I think I was able to articulate the the bads a lot better this time around, not saying i'm not I'm not showing away my hand just yet i i I'm just saying that the bads were more poignant to me than the goods, and I think that's actually a good thing because a lot of the goods in this movie seems to be more elemental and more uh things that aren't as are are more subtle and more you know, all around the whole movie. Yeah, not that not as nitpicky, that, I guess. It's not as nitpicky, yet. yes. So, so uh, first things first, Tom Holland is an excellent Spider-Man. He's the best young Spider-Man I can ask for. Uh, honestly, best Spider-Man. I, I'll say that. I don't think I, ha- I there's much controversy around that. I absolutely adore the Tobey Maguire movies, and Tobey Maguire, you know, not, not so much. Andrew Garfield? Andrew Garfield did an even better job. He was all right. Very Garfield good. the cat. But, yeah, meow meow. Uh, I, meow. Excessy meow. I hate Mondays
1: and Green Goblins. <laughs> <We're>, <laughs> but I know. They lasagna. That my lasagna.
0: <laughs> that. But this kid just. And he's not a kid. He's like 21, 23. Yeah. He's like s- slightly younger than me. But he, he just knocks it out of the park and just plays this really charismatic, awkward teenager that. That's what I suppose is what Peter Parker is supposed to be all about. Uh, and maybe there's some arguments about that because Tobey Maguire really does awkward really well as well. So I feel like that might be more in line with what Steve Ditko's original version is. Andrew Garfield did just fine of a job, and but yeah, Tom Holland, as I said before, just knocked it out of the park, so... Tom Highland is the overall, like, really great thing about this movie. He's super charismatic, uh, gets the awkwardness really well, uh, is believable as an athletic, you know, person that Spider-Man is supposed to be, and all this stuff. So, uh, really good. Really good casting and really good interpretation of the character. Uh, My second thing I have here is the plot uh, gets pretty unpredictable, actually, at, uh, at some places, especially uh when it's revealed who Liz Allen's uh, father is that was a really good reveal and it and, and in my audience uh for this movie when we went to go see it opening night there was a huge reaction and it was it was splendid to see that and I, even I was just like well yeah I didn't see that at all that was great um so that and so the plot has to be working really well if it gets to that point of just like completely blindsidedness and it, and to me, I've, I've seen this movie three times now, and it seems like it plays fair. Uh, it seems like this this uh, reveal this twist uh, completely makes sense in the in the whole world of the movie. so it's not like it uh, it it just comes out of nowhere. And overall, this has a really great tone, just a really fun teenage film. This is my third point, by the way. Uh, just, it feels like just this really great time of, 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 you know, of, of high school life, which, you know, a lot of people, you know, really hated high school and stuff like that, but there's some kind of innocence about it that really feels like, you know, these teenagers in these tough situations, uh, making the best out of it with the, with their friends. And I think that's a really great thing. And, um. Kevin Smith on his podcast went on to say that it's just like, it's too bad that John Hughes movies don't get made anymore. Like you have to make them as a big blockbuster like Spider-Man. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't think this MCU thing is the first, you know, movie that's a John Hughes movie or the first one in a long time or the most popular in recent memory. Maybe that's right, but I feel like the kids this generation have been able to latch on to a lot of different stories that are about them and stuff like that i hear uh uh blockers that just came out with john cena is gonna do pretty well like i don't know if it'll do well with that generation but it looks like it'll it'll make some good uh good change so but nonetheless it's a great tone a great vibe and a, a lot of great fun all around uh this movie has and then my fourth point I don't know how great of a point it is, but I really like a lot of these Easter eggs. Uh, especially Betty Brant as being a character as one of the news people. Uh, she was Peter Parker's very first girlfriend in the comics. Oh, and she she
1: was so much fun in this one. Yeah, like yeah, it just, that was whole, hilarious. High school he draw us up. Yeah, it was she yeah. was yeah, there was a lot and, of fun in like, this like That's that. a
0: lot that's actually kind of a that's actually a really big compliment because she was played by Elizabeth Banks, one of the funniest actresses in recent memory, in the old Spider-Mans with, uh, with Toby Maguire, and I feel like, uh, this Betty Brant, in its own way, is almost as funny, if not funnier, than, uh, than Elizabeth Banks, so... Oh, yeah, when they're talking about
1: F. Mary Kill in the gym, and, like, Betty Brandt's doing that, it's, like, what is, like, it's just so, it's so high school, it's so funny, and, like, yeah, and then, like, yeah. the awkward... Uh, video logs where they're like talking the school announcements and like the video and like one of the guys asks her out on to like homecoming on the video and she says no and they leave it in there like yes it's, it's, it's just, so great oh there's so <laughs> many fun moments like that um yeah, yeah this this isn't one of my goods or bads um i mean it's, this is one of my goods but uh there's like a bunch of weird like fun humor inside of this that this movie is a comedy yes 100
0: the i was noticing a the theme i was with all the characters. There's a lot of characters that are very bored with their yes, life. like high and school. It's, it's pretty great. Yeah, the high school teachers, the tourist guide on the elevator. A lot of these people are just like, oh, great, we're here again doing this right now. Yeah. Even Captain America doing his PSA videos is very, you know, uh, uh, rehearsed and... And, you know, he feels like he might be a little bored yeah. being there as and well, that, which is not, pretty funny. And
1: that Manani, I think, is the most high school, like, true to high school itself, like, part yes. of what makes it. Um, because, like, yeah. it always seems like in movies, like, you know, things are, like, they, everybody cares too much, if that makes any sense. When reality, the, the reality of, like, how in high school and, like, even life is just, like, nobody really cares that much about these things that are happening. They're, like, whatever. We're going to school, like, fine. Like and, you know, like Kevin yeah. Burris is the gym teacher who like, yes. like Cap- plays the Captain America PSA. Is like pretty sure this guy's a war criminal, but like whatever. Um, yeah, I was gonna mention one other thing that's like a really funny moment because this whole movie is is a comedy and earns being a comedy, which is yeah something that a lot of these other Marvel movies don't earn. Um, most the most recent offender was Doctor Strange by far. Uh, yes. Where this one's a comedy and works as a comedy, is built as a comedy, so therefore it's, it's all the jokes work. But there's one part where, like, MJ's like, there's a running gag of MJ reading a bunch of weird books, um, and then she's reading one of the gym on, of called Of Human Bondage, and then they, like, it's, it's not even, like, a shown moment, but they cut to, like, you know, Peter, like, they do a long shot of cutting from, like, one side of the gym to the other to show uh, Peter and, Gay, um, and Ned doing sit-ups together. And then, like, it doesn't even show MJ, but she's literally lying down, just raising the book up and down. Like, there's nobody doing sit <laughs> ups with her. She's just raising it up and down. And, like, that's. Or, like, or yeah, the F. Mary Kill thing that, like, you know, Betty Brandt and all the other, like, people were doing in, like, the gym bleaches. It's like they don't ever emphasize these jokes, and they let them be funny without, like, shoving them in your face. And it works so well. So, um, I, yes. guess that, I guess that turned into my first good. And now I have four goods that I didn't originally that three. Uh, so well, yeah, this- I
0: don't know if I finished my point about the Easter eggs. So. Oh, you didn't know? I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I I really only noticed one other one. Uh, I'm sure super fans noticed a ton. Uh, in regards to the Spider-Man verse versus you know the actual MCU, obviously there's a lot because they're moving uh, Stark Tower with all their stuff. But there's a girl. There's a background girl that suspiciously looks like Black Cat. I don't think that's an accident. I'm sure that that doesn't surprise me at all. But yeah, there's definitely plenty of
1: like fun little Easter eggs of like the Spider-Man universe that happen. Yeah, um, that are just great. Like, I, I love. I it. do
0: have a question for you. Yes. I noticed this time there's always a kid. I wouldn't say always, but at least like there's three, maybe two parts where there's a kid and a tiger mascot running somewhere. I don't know what that's about.
1: I don't know either. I think maybe that's just like the ridiculousness of high school. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's not really a running gag or anything like that. That's not really. It, but
0: it is though, because it happens at multiple parts. Oh, sorry, no. so... It's not
1: a running gag. It's not an Easter egg. It's a running gag. That's yeah. That's my yeah. bad. Um, yeah. It's not. I don't think it's an Easter egg. I think it's just ridiculous. That there's someone in a, in a mascot constantly running. Out, like that. They're always wearing this mascot uniform all the time. Like someone that yeah. someone at Midtown High is just constantly doing this. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, that just—I—I I want to know the answers to that. Please leave comments. I would like to know why this kid is in a tiger costume running all over the place. Asking the
1: real questions here. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I, 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 that I—that just kind of flabbergasted me. That, like this, this viewing, um, this time around, just like, wait, wait a minute. That's—that's that's the third time I've seen that kid. Like, what's going on? I—I <laughs> I hope like maybe i'll watch this another time and i hope i'll be able to find like a huge backstory have, have you seen the community episode where abed is completely gone except for a background character and he has a whole um he has a whole story arc in the background yep i have and at one point they meant they bring it up later too and they were like what well, like like later
1: he like brings because it's him yeah. delivering a baby right um, yeah, and he then, delivered yeah, they a baby, they bring it up in a different episode that he's like, I have experience, and they're like, really when? And he's like, yeah. Oh, it was like a couple
0: episodes ago. <laughs> like, yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yeah. yeah. So and, and that, uh, that episode itself ends with them going like, Ah, I haven't seen you all day. Where have you been? And he just like gives a look to the camera or something like that. He's Like I've been around. Like yeah. I, I hope I hope something like that is going on with the tiger kid. If, if I look if closely. not, you're going to have to invent it.
1: I I want to yeah. or or you listener all the listeners that are listening to this all millions of you we we don't we don't <laughs> overestimate numbers here we no. can count uh, so all millions of you visitors please let us know what you think that the kid in the tiger costume or man or woman or whoever it is in the tiger costume what they're doing i yeah, want to know what's up with
0: that what's, up yeah, what's with that? yeah
1: what's up with that that's such a weird thing what, what are they doing
0: uh, all right so let's uh, let's get on to your your goods then Yes, uh,
1: so I already, sorry, I,
0: I, <laughs> my <laughs> bad,
1: uh, so I already said one, apparently now I'm doing four, because um I, yeah, the comedy in this one works really well, and it works better in this viewing than my first viewing, weirdly enough, like, I, I don't know why, I was having a bad day when I watched this too, and it just uh-huh. made my life
0: so much better. Uh, Out of curiosity, so, how many times have you seen this one? Just second now. This is your second, I've seen this more times than you? Yep. What? All right. Yeah,
1: surprising. Uh, I will have to fix that because I love this movie. Uh, so yeah, it, it's it, the comedy is really good. Um, it helps so that they hire a bunch of good comedians as well. So there's a lot of a lot of famous comedians that have like little moments inside of here as like you know teachers or stuff like that. So um, hiring actual comedians to do comedy work. Surprisingly, it turns out that they're good at comedy. Who knew? Mm-hmm. You kind of said this a little bit before too, but he's this is the first. Tom Holland does such a good job with Spider-Man, like, he's so enthusiastic, and you could tell he wants to be there so much, Mm -hmm. like, that actor just brings this, like, intense enthusiasm that he wants to be there, and it's, and not that the other actors haven't or don't, but he's clearly, like, you know, put his heart and soul into this, and it shows, and I also think that because of that, and, like, the way the character's written, he's the first good modern Spider-Man we've gotten. I, I am unlike you, I actually like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, but Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is playing it like the 60s and 70s Spider-Man written in that time period, and the whole movie is played out, all those movies are played out like that time period. Um, Yes. I've heard the analogy a lot of times that they're like Norman Rockwell paintings, so it's like that kind of world, whereas, you know, and then the Andrew Garfield movie, yeah, he did fine. Um, I'm actually not as huge of a fan of him, uh, but part of that was the script and the way the movie works out is not in his favor, anyways. Um, Fair. And it just, yeah, it's that's kind of it's. He as an actor was good in it, but it wasn't him. Um, so this is the first modern Spider-Man we get where, yeah, he's awkward, but he's not so awkward that he doesn't have friends. Like Toby McGuire is almost too awkward, and then Andrew Garfield was too cool, so it made this weird dichotomy where it's like, you know. Tom Holland's Spider-Man, like, yeah, he's awkward and weird, but he's still, like, not that socially inept, you know? It's like, or, you know, he's funny, but he's not trying to be mean. Like, you know, the, like, being sarcastic of a jerk, which I think was what Andrew Garfield's character kind of came off as at times. Um, Yeah, like, it balances what, you know, making this character the best translation of from the comics to the page of, I think, of Spider-Man. So, um, to me, as a massive, huge Spider-Man fan, it's nice to have sp- actual Spider-Man on screen. Um, yes. And taking huge advantage of using him in high school, which in the other movies, they rush through the high school really fast so they don't ever focus on that, which is fine. Um, but since we have... Because you needed... There weren't other superheroes to really compete with those Spider-Man movies, but we have so many adult superheroes now that a high schooler one is, you know, a kid is really refreshing of getting a yeah. very unique take out of it. So I appreciate that.
0: And is this pure speculation or has this been confirmed? Will, uh, the, this trilogy of movies be his, uh, sophomore, junior and senior year of high school.
1: I think that's the, the original plan. Yeah. So either, uh, these, uh, Avengers movies are going to be, what's was essentially his junior year. And then the last, um, cause I know they've set up for one more sequel, that Marvel has him before he I, I guess he doesn't take the obey. he's always been owned by the different company but right. theoretically they have him for that legally for that time period uh, so I think that's, that's
0: actually the idea. kind of sad I was kind of thinking that he was going to be with marvel and sony was gonna help them play out for the rest oh, of time. no, they, they can keep doing that if they thing. want they can keep doing okay. that if
1: they want to it's just a guarantee at this point it's like this is happening in stone for sure um okay. if they okay. want if they want to keep continuing it can continue forever
0: uh till yeah, Tom I, sure. like I, 80 I, years I, old yeah this is the first time ever where i'm like i hope that happens you know Yeah, uh, yeah. Just keep going forever with
1: this. this Honestly, yeah, if you just keep doing one year of high school and, like, you know, and then by the time we're done with him being annoying in high school, he'll be in college. Like, great. Then he'll do, like, a couple years of college and then he'll be an adult and that's fine. Um, so, or by that time they'll be done. So, uh, yeah, no, he can keep staying as that. So it's great. Um, you also got to mention this a little bit earlier, too, but the vulture is so good. Like, I was kind of nervous when they said, oh, the vulture's the villain because I was like, that's a weak villain um yeah spider-man is known for having some of the best if not the best villains gallery um probably uh, only a, by batman. Uh, uh,
0: i guess that's a debate for another that's a debateful question uh versus it's beats it's very... yeah i i obviously yeah. obviously i'm gonna fight you to the death that batman obviously. has the better villains and
1: I, honestly it, it kind of <laughs>
0: teeters between one and two for me too but
1: like he's at no point is yeah, he ever I would, like I would below definitely one say or this two this is
0: definitely one of the better rogues galleries for like, sure he, he's the only one that has anything remotely as iconic as batman's
1: yeah like even yeah by far um and
0: the Vulters, I, one okay, of them okay now that i say that like superman's rogues is pretty damn good but not too, as so. like not as like uh not
1: as big if that makes sense too like you don't like yeah superman's got some bigger ones but like it's a lot of the like a lot of similarities so like they have like a set few whereas like yeah.
0: batman and spider-man
1: have a huge amount that are almost and they, all and they, good.
0: Yeah, yeah all, and they hit and they hit certain check marks of like what you need out of villains. Yep. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. So it's like
1: with other characters, you might need to create villains or you know modify them. Where it's like, no, with these with Spider-Man and Batman, you have the whole list. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we have, and it was kind of like Vulture's not, is one of those iconic ones, but not really for like any particular reason other than he was first and he had a unique yeah. costume. Like he was really just an old, <laughs> legitimately, here's his like backstory. He was an older guy who uh, wanted to start stealing stuff. So he created something that allowed him to fly. Um, it was like some magnetic contraption allowed him to fly and then put on this weird green costume and start calling himself the Vulture and it stole stuff. And that was it. Like that was that yeah. was that was him. Um. So, not, doing... not too off base from this movie, to be honest, no. And they keep the core cool. of what he is there, but they also add what makes all these a lot of the good Spider-Man villains good, which is yeah. a it's the inverse of Peter Parker, right? You know, so it's a regular person who something happens to him that causes, changes his life, and instead of using that power to help people, he uses it for profit or to hurt others. Boom, there's what makes Spider-Man, like, the best Spider-Man's great. And also, that personal connection of, I. so, you didn't spoil it, but um, I'm just gonna throw out spoilers ahead. Uh, the girl he takes to, uh, Spider-Man takes to Homecoming, that's his, her dad is the vulture. So, and it's, all oh, that twist was so good when yeah. that happened. And even, like, even having seen, knowing that twist was coming, that scene was great, and, like, the whole awkward copy of him, like, Peter Parker cannot keep his eyes off of him. And, like, he's, like, with this, like, super beautiful girl. And, like, it's so awkward because he's, like, doesn't care. Like, he's just, like, I am focused on this guy because this dude tried to murder me m- numerous times. And then we get the amazing car scene that, like, has more tension in it than any of the other movies ever have had. And it's so simple. There's no threatened about the world. There's no anything else. It's, it's you know... Uh, the vulture figures out through, you know, deductive reasoning that Peter Parker, Spider-Man, while he's in the car with his daughter, he tells his daughter to leave the car. He pulls out a handgun, shows it, doesn't show it super obviously, but shows it and clicks it so that Peter knows, hey, there's a gun in the car right now and I'm going to, and he's like, basically just says like, hey, you saved my daughter's life. Uh, I won't, I owe you for that, but it only goes so far. So you go walk in, have a great time with my daughter, but not too good of a time. And then, you know, bring her back and have fun and let me do my one heist that I'm going to do. Otherwise, I'm gonna kill you. And then I'm gonna kill your family. Don't do this. And they're like, yo, go walk in, have a good time. And it's so it's so so much more creepy than like, you know, somebody trying to threaten the world or making a media or doing like trying to resurrect a dark god or like any of these other things. Cause it's literally if you just bake it like down to its core, it's a man is threatening a child with a gun and telling them that I'm gonna kill you and your family and everybody else you care about like yeah that t- That's and the pretty way solid. That, yeah and the way that scene is shot too is perfect with the street lights coming in and you know like it finally like, flashes green when white right when the moment when he figures out what's going to happen and then like you see like the red light when he's like wanting to murder somebody too like it's just that whole scene is shot so well um and so it's one of the highlights of this movie for me and yeah the villain is he's yeah michael Keane does a good job with this and i was nervous that it was going to not be good and now i want this version of the vulture all around like just get rid of the old ones this one's this one's a good one yep
0: yeah, this is great it, yeah. it was a great a great addition and great reinvention of the character much like they did with dr octopus and spider-man 2 yeah exactly uh, took the, like you said earlier took the core elements added more to it so yep that's a, that... that's a great way to go about it and all that stuff. I, I have some reservations about him in general. That's fair, uh, but we'll we'll get to that when we get there. Yeah. Do you have a third point? I do have one more.
1: Uh, so this movie does. A, um, I know specifically that like some of the writers and directors did this on purpose, but they purposely uh, changed some stuff about the Spider-Man formula so it wasn't repetitive because we've gotten so many movies of Spider-Man movies in such a brief amount of time. Um so there's like a lot of fun odd things like uh for example he doesn't really swing through the city very much
0: yeah uh, but he has a That was boss- a great that was a great one that i noticed in theater i was like awesome... he has no he has no buildings to go yeah this and then again he has that awesome scene where he's like in in, a, in essentially like a
1: Queens suburb and mm-hmm. the only thing he has is like random neighborhoods and street posts and like so he like throws out his web and like the shot makes it look like it's gonna go somewhere cool and just goes into a golf course so he's just sprinting through this golf course and it's like clearly out of his element and it works so well yeah. um other things work out really well. We don't get the obnoxious, we don't get like a huge scene about, you know, he goes to the classroom and then gets bitten and all this stuff. Right. If, sure. if anybody doesn't know his powers, uh, we get the like Ned asking you, what can you do? And it's all these ridiculous things that he can't do. It's like, can you talk to spiders? No, like, no, it's not, That's not this, not, this like And all these like ridiculous things, like to webs come out of you. is like, no, like all the, yeah. Do, do you lay eggs? What are you talking about? Um, so, yeah, we get that fun. We get a consolidation of that stuff. We get a lot of... And, you know, having him actually stay in high school helps out, too. So, it's nice that they kind of... At least we're uh, aware of things need to get changed so that people don't get bored and It's not just another Spider-Man movie. Um, yeah, that I appreciated that. Uh, however, and this will transition right into the bad, um, okay. some of the changes and the facts of things that they took away are not things that they needed to take away i I get that they it's nice that they change some things up like you know or they give him the like you know the cool tech suit and that's his learning how to do power so he's not learning how to do his actual powers he's learning yeah. how to do so he's doing a learning scene but at the same time like it, there's things that they take away that like yeah, we've seen him swing through Billy's but I don't think anybody was truly complaining that he did that. It would be one thing if that's all he did. But right. we showed an opposite scene of him not having buildings around. Like, we got the comedy and the, the, the switch around of his usual thing. It's fine if he swings around through some buildings. I don't think anybody's going to freak out about that. Um, and I think the biggest one for me that hurts the movie the most is, that's fine we don't go through the Uncle Ben origin story and we don't get flashbacks. That's fine. But there's this weird gaping hole where that character should be and it's super obvious. Um... They don't even... I don't think they even literally say Uncle Ben's name at no, all. No, they don't. You're and, right. it's, and it's kind of like... I get it's... that you don't need the whole scene. Um, it's fine but... that you didn't even cast an actor for that. But, like, the fact that nobody is talking about, like, hey, essentially, you know, Aunt May's husband... Peter's essentially father, for all lack of a better term. His father died, and yeah. they're not really mentioning it. And then the other reason they don't... It makes it weird is because you not mentioning it to the audience... But implying that you know it, um, that's always kind of like a, I don't really like when movies do that, or just imply that you need to have some foreknowledge beforehand. And it builds so much into why Peter Parker is so obsessed with trying to get Tony Stark to like him yeah, and to mentor minute. him.
0: That is a really good point. yeah right.
1: It's the implication of your, uh, to the audience, because if you don't know that or don't realize how important that relationship is to who Peter Parker is at his core... You don't understand why he's doing He comes off as stalkerish and creepy. And yeah, he's 15 and excited and wants to be an Avenger and all that stuff. Like, Yeah, but like the core reason why he's trying to do that is he's trying to get back a father figure. He's trying to fill this hole that you know, obviously, it's not going to be the same, right? And he right. knows it. But he's still trying to get a father figure back in his life and not realizing that Tony Stark is not that and never will be that and cannot be. He can himself, yeah. Tony Stark can never be that. So, without that problem, we have this weird gap of, okay, well, Peter Parker keeps calling up Tony Stark, and, like, he really wants to be his friend, and we don't know why, like, but when when you take it in the context of, he lost his dad, what, his, essentially his father, what, maybe six months ago? Maybe, at most, about yeah. that time period? Uh, it was like, it was six months ago from Civil War, Right. And, it, was, it was three months from Civil War, something like that, and then, like, yeah, yeah no, so, like, so another he's, he's nine months, months without Uncle Ben. May, yeah, yeah, at most, he's nine months without Uncle Ben or something like that. Yeah, like, it's... Or yeah, anyway. that, hurt, that hurt has to be relevant still for yeah, somebody will, that raised it him. It will always be relevant, but yeah, having it to, like, I guess he would have been 14, 15 at the time when that happened, uh, like, that that's a huge thing to have happen, and the fact that literally we don't even mm-hmm. mention Uncle Ben's name at all is weird to me, um... So that is little, absolutely bizarre. So there's weird little moments like that where, yes, you took this thing out, but that wasn't necessarily something we needed. We, but when people were saying, we don't want the Uncle Ben scene again, we just didn't want that scene to happen. We don't want not to have Uncle Ben. Like,
0: yeah. that's that's something that has to be in the movie, so... Um, I'm glad you brought this up so it could be more relevant because this has nothing to do with the movie itself, but like uh people's reaction is just like a lot of people are just like, Oh, thank God we didn't go through that origin story again. And I was just like, why? Like, like it's so integral plot point to his character. Like, and it doesn't like, if you do a split second, it's not going to hurt. Like, and, 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 and I was even thinking of something more subtle. And what you're just talking about, like just saying his name, or like maybe Aunt May's crying a couple times, or something. Yeah, exactly. Just like that's it, I don't... you get, it happened nine months ago. You know, uh, maybe twelve months by the end of this movie, or something like that. Like you just said yeah, a few wait, seconds or ago, like something
1: like something way, but like it happened that
0: happened fairly recently in Yeah, Peter and like life. there's nothing like 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 they're acting like this is like year five of him being gone or something like that. Yeah. Like. It's, it's absolutely bizarre that it's not mentioned at all and yeah that bogs down on the movie but this movie has tender moments it could have oh, used a couple more and yeah, like it would sure. have been just fine it still would have been a fun happy-go-lucky movie yeah. so I I, I I just thought it was super bizarre again this has nothing to do with the movie but i just i thought it was super bizarre that everybody was reacting to and commending it for not having uh having a the origin story in yeah, there people i just were thought like that was really they literally never mentioned uncle ben at all and i'm like that's not what are you talking about like that's yeah. not you need I, still I think, I think bvs put a bad taste in everybody's mouth and like i guess the movie starting with a 30 second opening credits of batman's origin was somehow like the number one thing it did wrong it's just like what are you guys talking yeah. about or i guess like, like that was barely Spider-Man. anything
1: because Amazing Spider-Man flopped it up so hard that like, and it was, yeah. took so long that like, yeah, people were remembering that or something you're right. like that. It, and you're like, right.
0: It is more of the Amazing Spider-Man's fault because it's yeah. just like like we're going through the same motions again except different and it's just like that it was a very bizarre look so you're right that is more relevant like for a spider-man movie they absolutely wanted to get rid of it and maybe that's why i didn't have any problems with it with the movie itself but like you said just like mention his name like have some kind of reaction Saying his name
1: for god's sake just because he's such a huge part of everything about spider-man pretty much all comes down to the fact of he couldn't save Uncle Ben, and now he wants to make sure that never happens to anybody else ever again. That's, yeah. th- that's the core of who Spider-Man is. Uh, he's the man who will constantly keep, I uh, for lack of a better term, damning himself forever because of his mistake, one mistake, that he did. Like, that's, that's, that's who Spider-Man is. So, without yeah. that, it's kind of, yeah. But that's, the movie works completely well without that. It's just kind of a nitpick as a Spider-Man nerd that I have. Um, uh, I think the second one is this is kind of not fair coming after Guardians of the Galaxy Two, where the direction and the way the cinematography and the way the movie was shot was so good. Um, and a, not a veteran director, but a guy who like had been not only through this Marvel uh, machine before, but had done other unique movies and stuff like that. Uh, but this movie never really took advantage of showing Spider-Man visually. Uh, like in a way that of uh, the way the movie was shot. Like it put him in unique scenarios, like the the you know, him right through the suburbs, and that was well shot. But like on the average thing when he's just being Spider-Man, like it 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 kind of was not boring, but it wasn't it was shot like all the other move Marvel movies are shot. Um which makes sense. It's not it's not this director John Watts' first movie, but it's his first big budget movie. And I'm sure, you know, he had the same, probably a lot of the same Marvel crew, for the most part, as goes from movie to movie. But, you know, think people like Captain America and Iron Man, a lot of these guys, a lot of their powers and the way they use them is pretty similar for the most part, right? They either punch things, or they fly in suits, or they shoot things, That's but Spider-Man's got this odd one where, you know, he can climb on walls, and he's got like the spider sense or like, I guess he kind of, I don't know if he has spider sense in this movie or whatever. Yeah. Like, they, you know, or
0: they don't make that clear if he has. Yeah. They don't have. really at all. Or, you know, or he's got, uh, well, I think it's clear in infinity war, his, his goosebumps is, a, I think a clear indication that he has. Yeah. That I think spy, they tried. Yeah.
1: I think they tried to, I think that was one of the things too. They wanted to scale back. Um, in this movie was the whole, like, you know, he has spider sense and we stop time to show him reacting to stuff. Like, which is fine. Those were cheesy moments. Uh, so I, I thought they were phenomenal moments they were they honest. were good I, when I, they're I, done right but i think yeah. again amazing spider-man uh, kind of put bad taste in everyone's mouth because they weren't
0: did, did, did amazing they, spider-man some, really slow down time for their Spire no sense?
1: they didn't but they like they did the spider sense not well so um, yeah yeah that's true that's yeah so them not doing it well kind of like again kind of made it like well yeah so we're don't, we don't need to hype that up constantly it's just kind of he can just be good at dodging and then you know later in the movie we can fix it uh, yeah. so, um, but, like, things like that make Spider-Man a more interesting character to probably, sh- like, I would think to shoot visually, I feel like this movie didn't do that, um. It didn't take get... full
0: advantage of yes. his powers and the yes. situation, yeah. Uh, it
1: did in the script-wise, and it did in visually, with the CGI and special effects, but it did not, the camera, the way it was shot and the way it was directed did not help service that better, um, yeah, here's one, uh, controversial one that I'm sure I'm gonna get a lot of flack for, but you know, I like Tony Stark, get out of this movie as much as you are. Like, it feels like he's a second character, like he's the second protagonist in this movie, and he honestly doesn't show up in the movie that much, and it's kind of partially because Robert Downey Jr. is so charismatic, and so, like, owning the screen every time he's on it, which, good for him, but, like, a lot of the plot revolves around Tony Stark and, like, his actions and how he influences the movie, and it just kind of feels like he's this weird second character that I get why he's in the movie and I'm glad he is. And he's, there's a very important role in the plot of the movie, but at the same time it feels like the movie is pretty much like a partially an Iron Man movie as well, or like kind of like a weird side Tony Stark movie of they're trying so hard to re- get the audience to remember that Spider-Man's in part of this Marvel universe that's now existing. He's not on his own anymore. That it just kind of like feels like it's a little bit too much, if that makes any sense. Again, all the scenes he was in were great, and I don't. I'm glad that connection's there, you know, because it's a fun mentoring that we get, um, continuation of that fun mentoring that Tony Stark has had for the past few movies, anyways. So, but I think it's just, and between that and him constantly talking, Spider-Man talking to Happy a lot too, and then, you know, like, doing the phone calls and texting, like, it just feels like that, that Iron Man world is too much in this world, if that makes any sense. Um, so I guess I would've, I would've, I would've rather had a little bit less of that and more of the high school part.
0: Those are your three? I, so, my problem with Tony, uh, is actually a little bit different, uh, than that, I think he actually functions quite well within the story. He shows up at, like, three crucial points, I would say. And, like, yep. it's very clear he's the threshold guardian, kind of. He's the this gatekeeper into this magical world that Spider-Man wants to be part of. And, obviously, like, we've touched on this before. He's, you know, his uh, surrogate father. He Or he wants him to be, you know, type stuff. So, mm-hmm. like, I really like how he functions in this story. Uh, really works pretty well uh, in general. However, uh-huh. some of these movies pulls off yep. that improvising thing and others do not. And this is one that does not. The one scene that I can always tell is improvised is him talking to his aunt at that restaurant at the Thai place. And it's just it's the very like I think I feel like everything uh the, the that scene is sandwiched by two improv scenes. They're they're improvising at the beginning of the scene, they're improvising at the middle uh, at the end. And everything in the middle is like obviously in my eyes, obviously it's part of the script because there's some information that's going on that, that needs to progress the plot and stuff. They're presenting some actually important stuff, but it's sandwiched by these two of improv- scenes. And it just feels super choppy. That conversation feels like it's been chopped to bits. That just turned me off on this movie. And like, I feel like there's a lot of parts that are kind of like that. I, my second viewing, I noticed that a lot more things flowed together better. And, um, uh, there was like what seemed like purpose through the whole thing. And like, you don't, you don't necessarily need purpose as a filmmaker. There's many ways to pull a punch, right? So you can, you, whatever works for you as a filmmaker is what works. Uh, There's no right way. Just because Sam Raimi or Steven Spielberg or the likes storyboards every single moment of their movies doesn't mean you have to as a filmmaker. and and uh, clearly John Favreau didn't do that, made a great movie out of Iron Man. Um, I don't know what this guy did in particular, but like it, for the most part, it's competent. It's fine. But those conversations stuck out like a sore thumb to me.
1: I'm excited to see what the sequel will be. Cause I think it will kind of be like guardians of the galaxy too, where like the first one was not poorly shot, but like pretty competent and like nothing like extra special, but like with a little bit of experience and time and more confidence, they can do those odd shots or something like that. I think. I hope that's what John Watts comes back and is given an opportunity to do then.
0: You're excited for a sequel. I'm not sure if I'm as excited for you uh, because this next point kind of goes along with what you were saying with Vulture and stuff. But, like, I feel like these quote-unquote realistic villains or interpretations of these realistic villains are really boring. I kind of just want them all in costume. Uh, I, I like Vulture's look the best. He definitely, like is a more realistic version of, of the Vulture. And, like, it works because he's kind of interesting and cool. And I don't know why he's not as green as he could be. They, they play with a lot of colors in this movie, actually. But I don't know why they're not going all out and making every character's, you know, stuff really stand out. And so... uh, So the Vulture, you know, he looks the best. I feel like he could still look better and in, in terms of his comic book counterpart. But... Even, even oh, yeah. wor- is, uh, I know Shocker's just this weird second-tier villain, and like, even in this movie, he's, you know, just a henchman of Vulture. But at the same time, it's just like, play it up. Like, I don't... I don't... I just like... I don't know. I just want to see it. And and yeah. the thing... The, what, I... what I think is the worst thing about it is at the very end, they... Uh, foreshadow and hint at the fact they're going to have scorpion in the next movie and this time around i'm just like you know what i'm not excited because they're not it's not going to be a good looking scorpion
1: yeah it's just like it's just a gangster with the like the tattoo i i agree i'm sorry i should clarify When i mean more realistic and like grounded like stuff like that i mean the villains that aren't blowing up the world like where their motivations and the way they do things and like the 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 corner of the world they operate in are not these giant world-ending things yeah. like that. No, yeah, um, I, I was agreeing I like, with I, your point I, yeah. on that. I, yeah, but like, yeah, for costume wise, oh yeah, I wish the green goblin or uh, not green goblins. I wish, I wish the vultures had a lot more green involved in. Like, it wasn't just like a big tech suit, which I get they were trying to do it like Iron Man, but Iron Man suits flamboyant. Let the vultures yeah. be flamboyant, or yeah, or like Shangrast like wears the, like, he he does have yeah, the, he like, has you the know, vest. vest the, he vest, has, like, a red cleats. vest and this yellow sleeve. Honestly, just make some, like, comic book thing of, like, I have to wear this so the vibrations don't break yeah. my arm. Boom. That's give all we need. Then too. Then just we,
0: give him the mask.
1: Oh, yeah, so he wears the mask so people don't know who he is when he's in a, like, a high yeah. school parking lot that clearly would have
0: cameras that's Absolutely. That's gonna be quote-unquote realistic. Yeah. I mean, that kind of ruins this plot because that's the only way Peter found the guy was because the face recognition thing. But, yeah. Still, like, maybe he took it off for a second and that's how he caught it or something like that. Just- or, yeah, he just had it off in the
1: car and then, you know, puts on... Yeah, like, it's... And this movie, like, this universe has not been... I guess for, like, the first few movies, like Iron Man and stuff like that, they kind of try to play it straight, but we are way past that point yeah. in these movies. Like, just we- do it. none of us are going to be like, he's in a
0: mask and costume? Oh, that's dumb. We're going to be like, oh, it's the vulture, yes. Like- yeah, and, like the thing is for a lot of these Marvel movies, they've been like very accurate and like people have been getting super excited because like, Oh, these Marvel movies don't are, aren't ashamed to be comic book movies. It's like, is that the case? Then how come, uh, the villain in civil war looks is just a normal dude. Why didn't they get him dressed up? Like, I don't like, uh, and like, that's kind of a problem all throughout the MCU. If these movies are taking a, a place in a quote unquote real universe, uh, like the iron man's do and, and, captain america's do and and uh, uh the spider-man uh does uh if that's the case like but they still don't do the costumes like i don't i don't understand that like i feel like uh, dark knight has the stigma for being the most quote-unquote realistic or whatever uh, or like it, it's just like it, the movie's too real and that's why it kind of sucks or something like that but even they found a way to make two faces suit split in half and it was a cool way to do it too
1: yeah, I, I don't know how many people don't like the movie because it's too quote-unquote real. Um, Everyone still, I think so, everyone still loves yeah, but the movie. But yeah, but I, I, I would, feel
0: like that's, like, something within the comic book circles, you know? Like Yeah,
1: I wish we, yeah, I wish we would lean a little bit harder into, like, the flamboyant. Yeah. Like, not overly flamboyant, but, like, a little bit harder. Like, you know, yeah, he has this big, weird vulture mech suit, but maybe painted a little bit more green. Like, yeah, a little bit more. something like, more reminiscent. A little bit, and, yeah, I mean, he does have the jacket that's got, like, the big, fluffy... Like almost looks like the feather thing, kind of like the comics, which is great too. Um, so yeah, there's like little parts of that I want to kind of piecemeal together. But yeah, I I don't need it to be as hundred percent specific to what the comics is. Like it can be a little bit more like realistic and like feasible. But don't yeah, you don't have to like this is too don't much. Don't have to like make it. Yeah, I mean, eh, I I was okay with these two, but yeah, I think you're kind of right in some the MCU sometimes like. They can do that with the heroes in the world, but for some reason they kind of pull back on the villains a little bit. It's like, no, just go all in. Just yeah, go all in. just do it.
0: Just, that's, that's my, if anybody from the MCU happens to listen to this, that's my big complaint, or er, big suggestion at this point. Just go all out for the villains mm. at this point. With we, with our millions <laughs> of listeners, have every, we have some sort of sway in how We're the biggest podcasters on the internet. And I hope this doesn't lead to a long discussion like this usually does whenever I bring up uh, feminist topics. But why is Aunt May sexualized as much as she is?
1: I think it's just because it's a reversal of what she usually is in the comics, which is an, a woman who's, like, 80 or 90 and on her yeah. deathbed, which never made any sense to me, which is, like, the, why would why would his aunt, his mother's sister, be, like, ancient? Yeah. Unless that made Peter's parents ancient? Yeah. like. So I think it's a going back or going in the opposite direction, probably a little bit harder than it should be. Um, Also, just kind of like, I guess it's a weird way of addressing the elephant in the room, which is Marissa Tomei is very attractive. But she can be attractive without
0: everybody, you know, trying to unclothe her. uh, Tony Stark going off on like, I hope you're wearing something skimpy. And it's just like what the what the heck? Yeah, dude? that was it was weird from Tony Stark, especially because he's a,
1: like a, like imply that he's like about to be engaged to uh, yeah yeah bots like so yeah it's weird from him like the random person at the restaurant that's that's kind of probably that should have been that should not been that it makes no it, it okay but, but that should have been the only one of like eh. like yeah but it's kind of yeah. weird that because we got that running joke of him saying that in the first move in Civil yeah. War which was again weird a little bit like out of weird it, but also kind of funny and just until i start being awkward and weird about yeah. it like that's just that's just him but like the, the fact that it continues as a running joke is it, a it makes bit more odd.
0: sense in civil war because we don't know his status with pepper pots at that point and like yeah he maybe, was like he was like he
1: was a single person at yeah, that time and, like, like
0: he was but now we know that and with the second viewings it's just like uh i i'm not i'm not a big fan of that and i feel like aunt may can just be spunky and you know modern in her own unique way but i don't i don't understand why we have to keep acknowledging that she's super hot and she is marissa tomei has always been this very beautiful gorgeous woman Uh, but like i i I thought that was a weird touch to have Um. yeah agreed all right enough with that we are on our way to the ranking to remind everybody, we're doing the Netflix uh, five-star rating. One star means you hated it. Two stars means you didn't like it. Three stars means you liked it, okay? Four stars means you really liked it. And five star means you love it. Absolutely, one of your favorites. So, uh, whose turn is it this week to go first? Uh, to all right, I will go first. i uh, I'm Overall, I like it. I enjoy it quite a bit. You know, not my favorite pretty lukewarm uh, so it's a it's the same rating as ant-man for me i, I give it a 3.0 okay
1: yeah uh i i'm a huge nice uh, this is not this is not bad um i'm a huge spider-man fan so obviously i'm biased um also i'm biased in the fact that i always give movies higher ratings than kirk does uh, <laughs> where he's contractually my, obligated
0: purely, and he owed me 50 yes, for the, by, for the incredible hulk ac- and, and yes. thor 2 reviews
1: yep uh purely purely yeah, purely accidental. Um, but I would give this a four. Um, really, I, I enjoy. Yeah, I enjoy this one. Um, I, I guess out
0: of this conversation, I just didn't think uh, you yeah, enjoyed it as that much.
1: Yep, I I enjoy it. It's it's a it's a solid, good competent Spider-Man. Um, it doesn't rise to any like le- like really good levels. Um, kind of like either the Guardians of the Galaxy or like a Winter Soldier or the Avengers or. Um, honestly, even like Black Panther, as much as like uh, Flack, as I like, gave that movie, um, it does it does like race to those levels, but at the same time, it is more than certain, more than good. Um, so I uh, yeah, I, I feel be... like
0: if this was not a popular character, this would be just a middle of the road movie that just you know is fun. It's a fun movie, and That's fair. I feel like with the legacy of really great ones that we got from Sam Raimi. I, it's just like, this is kind of, yeah, this is kind of yeah, not great. It's a little bit of the problem is expecting yeah. a little bit more out
1: of it than what it probably was. Yeah. If we had never seen another Spider-Man movie, I'd probably think it's like, I'm even that much better. But yeah, we didn't even like go into like beginning surface layers of how yeah. awesome we think the Raimi, uh, especially Spider-Man 2 is. So yeah, that, that affects it a little bit, but honestly, like a four seems pretty
0: pretty much exactly what I would give it. So, um, there you go. That yeah, was yes. our review of Spider-Man <laughs> Homecoming. Next week, we'll have Thor Ragnarok. Will Kirk like it? No! Will Alex like it? So there you go, folks. I've been Kirk Peterson. And I am still Alex Pottabob. And this has been Pots vs. Pete's. The Marvelous Moron. See you next week, folks. See you next week, folks! Excelsi spider Excelsi Spider That's the sound of lobes coming out of me. <laughs> I can't understand your accent. Kirk Peterson reading you the credits today the astonishing Will Dodds was the editor of this episode the sensational Akilah Galusha composed the music the amazing Alex Potterbaum and the uncanny Kirk Peterson have been your hosts and the leaked Avengers Infinity War plot synopsis was brought to you by Tommy Wiseau thank you true believer for listening